Welcome back, everybody. We are here again, and this week we are talking about the fall of man. Yes, I know, very uplifting. We're gonna <laughs> really help you guys. Uh, towards the end, though, towards the beginning, it's gonna be a lot of you know falling. So, um, <laughs> I, I do want to thank Jesse again for being here, as always. I mean, he is my co-host. Not required to be here, but he definitely <laughs> uh, has to put up with me talking before and after the show. So, uh, kudos to him for being able to. <laughs> Uh, we, we definitely want to get started off here, but before we do, I do want to mention that uh, we are still taking prayer requests. I, I try to post it on our story every once in a while uh, for prayer requests, and we do pray for those. Um, or at least I think, Jesse, you are seeing them, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do pray for those. I mean, even if, like last week, I had two people needing prayer for their finals i get that i've had finals mm -hmm. before i will i never want to do it again but i have had <laughs> finals before um they're stressful and that stress can get you down and make you miss questions either that or the lack of studying i mean which i definitely didn't ever do <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah we'll go ahead and give us a a prayer request and it doesn't have to be then you can even direct message us if you need someone we're here for you guys um and girls um so on that note our oh gosh i can't talk it's okay it's okay uh on that note instagram is christian underscore concepts underscore jdp uh you can go ahead and give us a follow there and if you're ever wondering about our podcast uh or what the website is we have the link on there we have our email uh, so plenty of ways to reach out. If you have an idea for the podcast, you want us to talk about something, we are making a calendar for next year. We have a few things uh, already laid out, but we do want to hear what you guys have questions on. Uh, so the whole purpose of this is to get some concepts that you may not know as well, or maybe you don't know at all. And we'll go ahead mm -hmm. and try for you. Uh, would you think we could run out of those? But it, the, the Bible's a lot. And not only that, yeah. you can expound on your knowledge. It's, it's amazing how how it worked but um mm -hmm. let's go ahead and start off this podcast the fall of man um i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure everyone already knows we're gonna be going to genesis uh so i'm, I'm actually gonna have jesse start this one off because i've already been yapping up a storm so <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fall of man so um gonna i mean the most commonly people go right to genesis 3 for this um yeah, you see the serpent talking to Eve and Adam, but uh, I'm actually going to go before to Genesis 2. Um, I can't... I've got to take a peek at Pablo's notes. I forget if he had this on his own notes, but um, Genesis 2 15 through 25, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'll really read that whole thing, but um, in verse 15 it says, the Lord God took the man, um, Adam, and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Um, so, right off the bat, we can see Adam had a job. <laughs> Uh, God gave Adam a job to dress and keep the garden. Um, and so that meant he actually had to, you know, um, 
I don't know if it's trimming or whatever, uh, what was required at that time. Um, but he also actually was keeping and dressing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because if you see um, in verse 17, God just told him he couldn't eat of it. So um, Adam was still expected to dress and maintain that tree as well. Um, and then verse 18 is kind of, um, it's interesting. It says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And it's kind of weird to me how that verse is placed there in between uh, verse 17 and 19. Because in verse 19, um, you see that Adam is starting to call um, all these animals. You know, he's giving names to all these animals. And he kind of notices in verse 20, at the very end of that verse, it says, before Adam, there was not a help meet found uh, a help meet for him. So he, I think that Adam is, you know, he's naming these animals. He like, you know, he sees giraffes. He's like, that's the giraffe. Um, you know, hippopotamuses and all that stuff. And he's noticing these pairs, male and female, male, female, male, female. And he's noticing this pattern. And I think he got to look and he's like, okay, there's me. Where's Where's my, <laughs> where's my help me? Where's my, where's the female for, no, I think Adam started noticing that. And, um, and it's, you know, in verse, oh, what was that? Uh, verse 18, God already knows this. I think he had a plan to create Eve, but right here it's um, Adam. He's already, I think at this point, his, his mindset is he's not looking to God for his satisfaction. He's not looking to God for his all in all. You know, he's, I think at this point, he's starting to doubt. And, you know, we don't really know what he's thinking. The Bible doesn't tell us word for word. It all says is, you know, there was unhelp me uh, for Adam. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm curious to see, uh, to, you know, I like to, I like to kind of overanalyze this stuff and, you know, really think what are people thinking in this moment, you know, and I could think, I could see Adam, you know, um, really wondering where his own help was, you know, and, and so the next verse is God, you know, he causes Adam to fall in, in a deep sleep and he takes that rib and he creates uh first woman Eve with that. And um, Adam, you know, right away he recognizes that in verse 23 he looks at eve and he's like this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman um so i think adam knows right away hey this is my help me you know <laughs> god finally came through he's <laughs> like i got myself a woman <laughs> you know what i find about is the put in a deep sleep and the rib was taken out of him and he wakes up he's this woman and doesn't think well get here he's like yes came out of my body he's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like asleep and he's like no i know what god did he's like god used my, my rib <laughs> he made a woman with that <laughs> uh <laughs> i have a sense of humor <laughs> yes yes so in that instance, um, I think we kind of first uh, we see the first hint of Adam kind of questioning God because um, 
you know, Adam got to walk with God, you know, daily. And, you know, eventually Eve did as well, you know, the walk in the cool of the garden, talk to God. Um, and I can only imagine what that felt like, you know, and Adam and he, Adam and Eve, you know, or Adam, I should say, had not sinned at this point um, or up to that point. But I think once he started looking around at these animals and noticing that pattern, I think he started, you know, that's um, that we see that hint of dissatisfaction, you know, that, that hint of maybe God's not really providing for me. You know, he's not giving me, you know, all the stuff that I really need. You know, there's some stuff he's keeping, he's keeping away from me. And, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of <laughs> uh, single men and single I mean, a woman who kind of have that thinking, you know, they're like, man, I can find myself a man or if I can find myself a woman, <laughs> I'll be better. I'm like, well, maybe this is, you know, your season for you to learn <laughs> that God can, you know, provide all your needs. And, you know, there's some maturity and some growth before you can start going down that route. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's kind of basically what I had. I also wanted to point out that, um, my dad use, likes to use this uh, this context of uh, scripture right here to for all these young men that come up to him and that you know they're like oh you know I really like this young lady or whatever you know and my dad's like well do you got a job you know do you have a place to live and he's like right off the bat you know you can see Adam God gave Adam a job Adam had a place to live you know and after all those things then you know God created Eve down the road so <laughs> to use that he was like well do you have your own place you know do you have a job you know you can provide and they're like oh, uh is McDonald's gonna cut it you know <laughs> so because <laughs> if you look at it he sat there named every animal he was already dressing the garden before yeah. this woman <laughs> so yeah Let's see if you if you really need this. All right. Do you really need it? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll give you one. <laughs> so, <Nope. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's my first kind of point right there. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that uh, God did have it in his original plan. God had it, you know, uh, determined that he was going to make... Eve, or you know, he's gonna make, he was gonna make a woman for Adam, but uh, Adam was, I think, starting to get a little impatient, starting to wonder, hey, you know, where's that? And I think that's the first hint right there of kind of sin right there. Um, because we'll see in verse three, um, I, I'm gonna be pointing out Adam's mindset as well as Eve's, and I know Pablo has a bunch of stuff he has also to talk about, um, stuff in chapter three as well. So I'll turn it back over to Pablo, yeah. And I, I definitely was going to start off with verse 15, like you did. I think I was only to verse 17. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to go back there though, I, I want everybody to see something for the commandment that God or commandments that God gave Adam, um. Think of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, uh, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou shalt surely die. Uh, and then actually I skipped verse 15, that's my mistake. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Um, which I found I found your point interesting about him having to dress and keep that tree as well. Uh, yeah. Because of the fact, when you go to chapter 3, 
uh, it's talking about the serpent, and he's like, oh, you won't die if you eat of the garden. And Eve responds, uh, which at this time, she's just known as the woman. She doesn't get her yeah. name. Uh, yeah. of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. But going back and yeah. God didn't say that. So mm-hmm. why does she have this notion in her head? And mm. it also doesn't say that Adam told her, but you, we can infer that Adam has done this based on mm-hmm. the fact that he's the one that God walked with in the cool of the day. He's yeah. the one who was communicating with God, and he's he's the one who got the commandments, and he passed that along to Eve. Um, and when you look at it, you could say, okay, well, did he change God's word by by giving her that extra commandment? Because he... He said you you can't you can't even touch it, and she says that God said that. Mm-hmm. But when you when you look at this, and I I don't that's why I don't think sin happened then, because if he had added or taken away to God's word, or if he was uh, lying to her, that would be sin right there. So, mm-hmm. I I actually talked to Pastor Smith about this. He's uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what type of pastoral position he has in our church. I, I can't remember titles very well um, or names, but um, he was talking about a different dissertation of the law and the context of how the man had power over women in back then. And he gave me an example of if a woman, if a Hebrew woman made a promise and she went to her husband and told him about this promise that she had and that she needed to do this. And he said, no, you don't have to do that. Or no, you're not doing that. That was law. That was mm-hmm. in law for her. And she would be relinquished of those responsibilities because of the fact that her husband uh, took away that responsibility from her and said that mm-hmm. she uh, So you can take a look at that for this context. He could have very well told Eve, God said don't eat of it. I'm saying don't touch it. Which, and that, and that would be perfectly correct because... God gave him that authority. And yeah. because it came from him, it's not as if God said it, but it's likened unto a command from God. Mm-hmm. He has that spiritual authority for her and the physical authority for her. Um mm-hmm. and I I didn't I didn't even think about him dressing and keeping that tree uh mm-hmm. you had said and be, because of the fact that he said don't touch it, but then I'm like, okay, and this is something I'm I'm having come to me right now. Maybe he was the one who was touching it and dressing yeah. to protect her. He told her not to touch it. Mm-hmm. Brings me to my next point. <laughs> so he, he um, we, we all know, well, not all of us, but most people know sin is passed down from the seed of man, not from a woman. That's how God was able to remain perfect when he was born. He had an immaculate conception. Mary was a virgin, so she didn't have... Uh, so we go down, and I'm going down to my notes. So when the serpent told her, the day you shall eat of it, you shall not surely die, and she says... Or sorry, before that, she says that we can't eat of it and we can't touch it. He, mm-hmm. That's not a commandment of God. He already knows. He's there, and he yep. knows the commandment of God too. 
So he's like, okay, I've got her because he added this safe uh, safety net now. I think, mm -hmm. okay, God said this. And so he sees, okay, well, if she touches it and she doesn't die, still think that if she eats it, she won't die either. I think mm -hmm. heard that he had his moment. That's why he was able to swoop in for, well, the kill, really. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so she eats it, and it, I'm trying to find the verse right now. Sorry. Rambling on until I find it. <laughs> okay, verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise... She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And then right after that, it says, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he, mm -hmm. Adam wasn't off somewhere else in the garden. Adam wasn't, uh, wasn't unaware of what he was doing, wasn't unaware of what the serpent was saying. He was with her. Mm -hmm. when, when you take a look at that, Adam was meant to safeguard her. He was meant to protect her. That's why he had the authority to give that extra step of not touching the tree. And yeah. yet, he went to go break it. He did not stop her. Mm. He there and he let her eat it. And then he saw, okay, well, she's not dying. I guess I'll do it too. So he's he's now eaten of the tree. And mm. so I, I feel like that is why sin is passed down from man and not woman. Because the woman should have been stopped by the man at this point. Uh, being being. Adam was meant to safeguard her and she was just a helpmeet for him. She wasn't his protector. It didn't say it didn't say that she was responsible for for her. She yeah. Responsible. And yep. that's that is my from my reasoning and my understanding, the reason sin is passed down from man. And then you can go mm -hmm. and now now their eyes are open, they see they're naked, they make her really small and don't do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And then in verse 8, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. First off, they heard a voice walking. Correlate <laughs> uh, that to, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it makes sense. Quantified. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and then, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden, which I find mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, and some people may argue, okay, well, that means God isn't omnipresent. No, he's he's omnipresent, but between, or I, I, don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but you can be in the presence of God on this planet, and you can be out of the presence of God on this planet, and he's still there. It may, it, It's very confusing, and it's something I have to study out myself, but that's that's like a basic breakdown to make you more confused. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> and, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And like, again, as if he doesn't know where Adam is. Mm -hmm. And I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So it, when you look at this, God's, God's, and I'm going to make a here soon. God's reaching towards Adam. Where are you? Trying to find, yeah. trying to, because God's not forcing His love on these people. Mm -hmm. He's not forcing them to do anything. He's mm -hmm. making connection there. Mm -hmm. I hid myself because I was naked. 
well, who told you you were naked? Have you yeah. eaten where I commanded you you shouldn't eat? And he said, the woman whom thou gave to me. <laughs> <laughs> immediately passes the blame on, which, I mean, we can, we've, I'm sure everyone's done it. Like, oh, I sinned, I did this because this situation. Or I, I went and I stole because of the situation I was in. Or I went and I killed someone because of the situation I was in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sin has no excuse. Sin is sin. That's bottom line. Yep. Um, and the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Which is very true. And this is where mm -hmm. he first on the serpent. And also greatly multiplies the woman's sorrow and conception and when she children and then it says and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee so that's biblical by the way um <laughs> doesn't mean you abuse that power or abuse the person that you're ruling over but does say that the husband has rule over and then unto adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife in other words because you didn't wear the pants in the relationship <laughs> And you ate of the tree, which I commanded you. He didn't say he commanded the woman, which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed yeah. thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of all the days of, or sorry, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorn and thistle shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. And the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Mm hmm basically is like you're dirt <laughs> you were nothing and i it, that's that, that's something too he's not he's not putting hate into adam he's reminding adam who he is you're dirt you're dirt. but adam calls his wife named eve and also duh, 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 duh. god makes coats of skins and clothes them so he's still loving them and the lord god said behold the man has become as one of us, which isn't referring to any sort of trinity. That's old English. Any sort of king would refer to themselves as a plural noun. Uh, and you'll see that in other old English texts where a king himself as us or they or sense or uh, that's that's why you'll see that um, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God from the garden of eden so mind you there was a tree that would make them live forever <laughs> so that's that's mind-blowing to me too um yeah takes them out of the garden puts out cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life um and then let me go back to my notes here now that i have read here um you may be asking yourself why adam was responsible or why Adam had to take the responsibility for the woman and why sin is passed down from him. Uh, I'm going to give the example after uh, by going to Hebrews 13, which I'm flipping to right now on my digital Bible. Oh, God. Where is it? Of course, I didn't write down the verse in my notes. I only wrote down... Um, Okay, here we go. Verse 17. Obey them that have rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pastors are over us. 
and when it comes to judgment day they're giving an account for your soul <laughs> yeah. like yes i did everything i can to make sure this person was saved and mm-hmm. they're also responsible for that pastors hold mm-hmm. heavy when it comes to the souls that they watch over and that's why adam's sin was so great and was because he was the whole or she was the sole responsibility of him other than dressing and keeping the guard literally let her fall yep so whose fault is that is it mm-hmm. is it really eve's fault no <laughs> not uh-huh. at all for <laughs> because she should have been protected by adam now should she have no she shouldn't have but adam was literally with her um yeah i'm continuing to ramble i think i've taken up a lot of time here uh (laughs) but that's that's the point i wanted to make out is that that from what i'm understanding is why adam sinned first uh because it was his responsibility to make sure that his uh well it doesn't say wife but his woman be protected by him and he failed Mm -hmm. to do that uh, so I'm going to Jesse now for his next point. Uh, so that way, you know, I can shut up for a second here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, a lot of this stuff, <laughs> excuse me, I have a slight cold, so I apologize if you hear me sniffing and stuff in the background. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that season. Of <laughs> um, season. So yeah. <laughs> chapter uh three there's a lot of stuff going on here um and i could obviously take a lot of time myself going in but i kind of want to um dive into the mindset of all these characters here even um the serpent and verse one um it says it has this kind of statement the serpent the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god had made so <laughs> I think it's interesting how that scripture points out this this serpent's cunning. You know, he's he knows how to get trick people up and stuff. And he said unto the woman, and notice because Adam is with the woman, right? Why does he go for the woman? You know, um, and I, and I'm gonna go into that later too. He said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So you see this right here, and this is what happens to this very day. The enemy is going for the obvious. He knows what you have, and he, ha- you know, he knows God's providing all these things for you. You know, um, in this present day, you, you know, you might clothes, food, all the stuff, but he doesn't even focus on that. You know, Eve has all of these trees around her that she could eat from, even the tree of life, and that's um, also another. Um, some people don't always realize that there's actually two trees there the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and adam tries both of those but it's just that one tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that she couldn't eat from because that tree of life like lucas uh, had said it was keeping them alive you know and they i'm thinking if they had never actually sinned they would have never died that tree of life would just have kept them going and that's very significant later um, of Jesus, you know, being that tree of life. But uh, um, you see the serpent here, he's trying to get Eve's focus off what God has provided, 
what God has given her and put that focus on what God has forbidden, what God has restricted. And he said, um, did God say you can't eat of this fruit? And I'm thinking, you know, there's this one tree and Eve and Adam both probably have been wondering, why can't we eat this one tree? I mean, we can literally touch for Eve. She could touch all the other trees, but Adam got to touch this one tree. And she's like, why, why can't I even touch it? Maybe, you know, because, uh, you know, as Lucas also had mentioned already, um, Adam had most likely given that extra command to her because, you know, he is the authority and he was trying to protect Eve. You know, he didn't even want, he's uh, trying to remove that temptation barrier. But yet here he's with her watching this all go down. He's watching the serpent talk to his wife and questioning, hey, did God really say you can't have this fruit? And, you know, she answers, obviously, um, yeah, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, the way she kind of words that, I'm thinking she she's had plenty of thought of this before, you know, she's like, um, thinking, you know, why can't we have this fruit? Um, and for her, you know, she says, I can't touch it. I can't even, or I can't eat it. I can't even touch it or we're going to die. And the surface said, the woman, you should not surely die. Um, and, you know, God, and it says verse five, God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Well, <laughs> uh, was the serpent really lying here? <laughs> I mean, we're not, they're not gods. But we do know good and evil, and that's not really a good thing, because at this point, Adam and Eve, all they knew was good. They did not know evil. Um, so <laughs> the serpent really is not even really lying here. He's kind of honestly telling the truth hey, that, hey, you know, you go, you'll know good and you'll know evil too. Hey, and um, the woman, the woman was deceived because uh, if you look in the New Testament, First Timothy chapter two. Um, and verse 12, it kind of goes into, um, having that woman actually under authority under the man, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to absorb, uh, usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence for Adam was first formed, then Eve. So, um, I think when Eve was created, you know, she's, I don't know how that happened. If she just woke up or, you know, what happened and then she looks around and there's Adam and Adam's just staring at her and she's like, Oh. There's already someone like me here. Okay, I guess maybe I should just follow his lead kind of thing. I don't know what her mindset was. <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm curious. I like to, you know, imagine what people think um, in these scriptures. It kind of helps you make the Bible come alive, you know. So um, in verse 14, though, First Timothy 2, it says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So Eve was deceived. And that's just another black mark on Adam. Adam is watching this whole entire thing go down. And he's not buying anything that the servant has to say. He's like, yeah, I know you're totally lying. He's like, I know this is totally not true, but I'm just going to sit here and watch Eve disobey not only God's command, but also the command I gave her. I, I have no idea what that takes um, for Adam to, you know, get to this mindset, really. Uh, but Eve herself, she was deceived. And, you know, the tree was good to look at, too. And that's another huge thing that the enemy does. You know, it, it's a temptation. You know, we wouldn't be tempted if it wasn't 
pleasing to the eye if it didn't draw us in and we want it you know if it was ugly you know if it was something bad and we knew there was no you know there's nothing good to come out of it and you know we do know oftentimes that there ain't gonna be a good ending if we do this you know certain sin or if we go through with this temptation but at this point you know eve was deceived you know maybe she was thinking she could get away with this maybe god had you know god was actually keeping back something good from her and you know she's like man the serpent's making some good points and you know the it specifically says uh that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes so it was some good looking fruit apparently <laughs> um she took of the fruit and ate and also gave it to the husband with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked they had been naked this whole entire time oh. <laughs> um and they sewed fig leaves together and and made themselves aprons and you know you see them hiding from the presence of god they'd never done that before you know they adam would walk openly in the presence of god that was something he would run to not run away from and as soon as they eat that fruit they're like oh my goodness and they realized what they had done was so wrong you know they have that knowledge of evil now and that man and um one last point before i wrap this point up um and i have other points to make too obviously but uh down the road um is that god had made this one command now if he had not made this one command to not eat of the fruit of the tree uh of the knowledge of good and evil how would adam and eve show their love for god because love is not something that is coerced it's not forced it's not you know something that god demands it's it's supposed to be free will it's, it's given freely it's a and most of all it's a choice it's a choice that people make every day and how could god give that opportunity to adam and eve every day for them to say no i'm not going to choose this i'm going to choose god that's what that one law is that's the only law that existed at that time god's like just don't eat of the fruit of this tree that's all you got to do and if you can choose to do that daily you're showing your love towards your creator you're showing your love towards me and i will continue to walk with me and i will make myself known to you and that you know and adam and eve <laughs> and that was how they showed their love for god that's how they were perfect you know um so that that was their i don't know what happened i don't know what they had have been thinking at this point i mean eve was deceived so you know it, like you said you can you know kind of give her that excuse you know she was deceived but adam wasn't and that's where i'm like man what kind of mindset did adam have at this point what was that first thing uh chapter two when he was looking at those animals and those seeing those uh, you know male female male female was that seed of doubt planted there as early as you know as at that time that maybe god wasn't really you know following through wasn't really fully providing for him and did that seed of doubt carry all the way through to chapter three um and i don't know i mean it says uh, Adam was not deceived in first Timothy. So I just, there's so much stuff that happened there. And yeah, like Pablo said, um, Adam had the authority. So 
the brunt and the force kind of fell more on him than it did on Eve. Adam knew better. Um, so he he made that uh, law for Eve to give her that extra protection, and he didn't even enforce it himself when the serpent was tempting Eve. And the the whole, you know, reason why the serpent went for Eve, you know, he knew that she might be deceived and that, you know, Adam was not going to be deceived. So I don't know that, that whole thing. I still have to study that out. I still have to piece that together. But there's just a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of context. Anyways, uh, I've been talking. I'll shut up. Turn it back over to Pablo. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, I, I do like where we're heading for after the break but uh i've been excited since i started writing my notes which was uh i don't know sometime this week so (laughs) (laughs) um and it's actually made them fly by and this this day came up pretty fast Uh, but we're gonna take a quick break and and uh we'll see you back in a second All right, everybody, we're back. Thanks for listening to my awkward voice during a commercial break. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and dive right into this. We left off talking about Adam and Eve falling and going into their mindsets with uh, Jesse here. Um, now, I want to make the correlation between the fall of man and the salvation of man. By uh, in, oh gosh, is it Corinthians? I think it's Corinthians, First Corinthians. Uh, the first Adam and the second Adam. And mm-hmm. that's referring to, of course, Adam from the garden. Uh, who's the one who brought us into sin? He made us fall. He's the one who, you know, got the ball rolling for us. So he's the mm-hmm. one who made us fall into sin. But then it speaks of the second Adam, uh, which is Jesus. And how he's the one who has brought us back to life. Um, yeah. As we were dead in sin. It says, it says in the Bible, too, that the... Oh gosh, is it the end of sin is death? Oh gosh, I can't remember. (laughs) Leads to death. That's just how it works. Um, So I want to go into that and make the correlate to where God was asking Adam where he was and things like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, well, where are you? Well, if Adam didn't respond to that, he's denying to himself that he's hiding from God. Or he would have been saying, you know what? There's nothing wrong with the position I'm in. Mm-hmm. Oh, for him. I'm actually getting my Bible app back open so I can get there. Um, okay, so where are you? So for for the plan of salvation, we, we've got the keys to the kingdom from Peter saying, uh, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall see the gift of the Holy Ghost. Boom, we got that. But how do we know to repent? <clears throat> is do we know what's wrong or not some people don't think that murder is wrong believe it or not some people <laughs> don't think human sacrifice is wrong still believe it or not stealing some people don't think it's wrong believe yeah. it or not. and so how how is one to repent from something they don't think is wrong how do you know you're in a bad spot unless mm-hmm. it shows you so he walks down and he asks Adam where are you to make sure Adam knows exactly where he is hiding from God. It's not yeah. for satisfaction or for God. Oh man, I, where did Adam go? No, that's not yeah. what he, 
It was making sure Adam knew where he was. Yep. And so the first step to salvation is, okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm not in a good place. I'm in the wrong mm-hmm. and something's wrong. And then mm-hmm. the next question he says, uh, who told you you were naked? So mm-hmm. what most people don't, don't get that sort of question that I know of. Um, but again, <laughs> I don't know personal testimony. <laughs> Like, man, what happened to me? Why did I, why did I start, uh, what's a good example? Why did I start drinking again? Mm-hmm. Oh, where were you? Uh, oh, you know what? That, oh, yeah, I'm going to use my pastor's little story here. Um, of a guy, I don't know who the guy is that he was talking about because he didn't say for the best, but there's a person <laughs> who got saved and stopped drinking. He came to the pastor. He said, Pastor, I've, I've got a, I need some help. I almost, uh, I almost started drinking again. It's like, okay, well, what was going on? He's like, well, I was driving home and I just happened to park in front of the bar. (laughs) 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 What? You you don't just drive a car and then all of a sudden, oh, how did I get here? That's not right. (laughs) When you drive, it's a perfect example of. When when sin happens, when you drive, you have a set goal in mind, and that's the mm-hmm. destination. And you have a route planned. That's how you drive. And like I know every day I go to church, there's about there's three different exits I can get off of. <laughs> and mm-hmm. on there's exits, there's about two or three roads I can turn on to get to the church, and that's on each exit. And so it's like there there's contingency plans I have in case there's traffic. That's that's mm-hmm. an example of me making sure I can get to where I need to be. But mm-hmm. for yeah, the, the bar is on my way home from work. He was like, okay, well, um, don't go that way. That's it. That's all you that's all you really need to do. And so yeah. he he was saying, Who told you this? Basically, what happened? How did this happen? Okay, well, maybe you shouldn't have listened to the serpent. <laughs> maybe you should have okay. stayed from the serpent at that point. And he doesn't ask this. This is me inferring that. I'm not saying this is just doctrine, but but take take a look at that and see to yourself, okay, if you're finding yourself falling for, uh, let's say adultery. Oh, man, my, my or co- coveting someone's wife too. It, it falls under this, but oh, man, my neighbor's wife, she's, she's gorgeous. I'm not saying move, but I am saying <laughs> you may need to put yourself in a position where you don't see that person anymore at all or thinking about it and get to your wife <laughs> i mean like there's there's a lot of examples that i could give but my brain isn't at the moment so i'm gonna move on to the next question uh and the man said oh and then he said have you eaten of the tree where i commanded that you shouldn't eat so did you mm-hmm. do what not to do and the man said, the woman who gave, whom thou gavest to me, she gave me of the tree. So what he should have done was told, I ate of the tree, I messed up. And we can see that in 1 John. <coughs> we can see that in 1 John. I can never read the J's. And verse 9, which says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
So that right there was God giving him the chance to confess his sins. Say, yes, I, I messed up. This is what I did. And I I have a very strong feeling he could have been forgiven at that point. But instead of confessing his sins, he immediately blames it up on uh, the woman, which is next to him. Uh, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And that's that I think falls under what Adam did of saying that he didn't sin. And it was the woman that, uh, which unfortunately, you know, brought us to where we are now. So, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. <clears throat> and then God said to the woman, What have you done? Woman replies, Serpent beguiled me. Curse gets put upon them. Uh, now look at what they have to do. They have to, law ends up getting formed. And they end up having crisis. Mm-hmm. That's later down the road, um, but look at look at the way that that kind of plays into a preview, if you will, of the plan of salvation of confessing our sins and mm-hmm. asking for repentance and changing. Uh, and I I had this written better in my notes, but I decided to skip over everything. Um, so when you take a look at that, he's making one we know we messed up two mm-hmm. we know we're dust as before the break we know we're dust and three mm-hmm. we know we need to change the, what we're doing and I'm I'm definitely not saying I'm perfect or Jesse's perfect we've all done bad things some of us <laughs> <laughs> but I mean in God's eyes he doesn't see he's not a respecter of persons first of all so he doesn't see as, oh, you murdered someone, you're less than someone who just, you know, stole bread because that's mm-hmm. not, he sees you as equals, you're sinners. That's, that's bottom line, unfortunately for everybody else, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it's because of Adam's sin that that happens for us. <clears throat> and he doesn't see people at, in his kingdom either. Uh, yeah. We're all part of not one part is more important than the other. We all, mm-hmm. be, without a toe, you wouldn't be able to stand up properly. Even if you're a toe, <laughs> still pretty important. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like how this correlates with the plan of salvation of confessing your faults or your sins and then yep. repenting, which we don't get to see the repentance part yet uh, until a little bit later on, but. It mm-hmm. of what we need to do, which is letting God know uh, what we did, and then before that, realizing where we are, whether someone tell us or ourselves, like the prodigal son, when he was blowing off his inheritance money, and he mm-hmm. ends up feeding pigs, and is so hungry, he's willing to eat the slop that the pigs eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into describing that, but it's disgusting. If you've ever seen or uh, disgusting. Um, and he realized himself, I would have been better off as the lowest of people in my father's house. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what caused him to go back and to repent. What he was doing, go back to his father. Um, when, when he read enough, I'm not in the right place. I'm not, I'm, I'm hiding from God's presence. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I've made myself an apron of fig leaves by blowing all my inheritance. I covered myself up with sin, and now I'm kicked out of the garden. And so I, I liked how that kind of tied in uh, to the plan of salvation. So I'm going to pass it on to Jesse because, again, I'm Ram. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did want to touch up on um point. Um, so we have both said that, um, let me go back to my notes here on Genesis 3. So, um, Genesis 3, they didn't have a knowledge of evil, uh, knowing good and evil. Um, now, <clears throat> I don't think that that's saying Adam and Eve didn't know right from wrong, because they did. They talked with God, um, and they knew, um, you know, they, I don't know how long it was till they eventually sinned here um, at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they knew that to disobey God was wrong. To go against God's word was, you know, wrong and that was evil. You know, um, they may not have known exactly how far evil, you know, its, its reach goes, you know, how far you can go with sin, but they did know right from wrong. So um, to know good and evil, what that, I think that is actually referring to is the experience. Knowledge is often referred to as like an experiential knowledge in the Bible. So um, when it says um, God knows, you know, good and evil, yes, he does. But has he experienced evil? Has he? No, he hasn't. Uh, but we have. We uh, we have that experiential knowledge of sin, and that's not a good thing. And that's where I think that's where that's talking about you know, when it says no good and evil. Um, Adam and Eve have that experiential knowledge of good. You know, they uh, Adam talked with God, and I think honestly Eve did too. Um, they, you know, walked, talked with God. They knew who God was. They knew He was good. Obviously, God is perfect and pure. So they experienced that. You know, they experienced God, but what they had not experienced was sin. They knew about evil. They knew what was wrong, just that one law. And by breaking that one law, they experienced that evil. They experienced all the pain and all the misery that comes with committing sin. And right away, you know, they knew they were naked. And the first thing they did was run from the presence of God. Because that's what experiencing that evil does. That uh, you want to run from the light. You want to run. You, you know, you, men love darkness rather than light. That's something that pops up to my mind every time I kind of think about this stuff. That's our kind of natural tendency. What you know, we want to do human nature. We want to give in to our lust and our, you know, our uh, sin nature. So <laughs> that's. I think that's um, an interesting point. I think some people don't always pick that up. You know, they're like, well, you know, Adam and Eve didn't really know right from wrong. So, and that, you know, I, that can obviously get very confusing. If they don't know right from wrong, then like, and then how did they actually sin? No, they did know right from wrong, but they just hadn't experienced evil. They hadn't experienced sin for themselves. And once they did that, then they had that knowledge of good and evil and Obviously, that's something we don't want. And that um, correlates, Apollo did mention it, the first Adam and the last Adam. 
the first Adam, he knew good and evil, um, and both the knowledge, you know, knowing about and experiencing. But the last Adam, he did not. He just it was good. He knew. Uh, he had the experiential knowledge of good. He knew about good, but he knew about evil. But he did not experience evil. He was tempted. The devil tried tempting him, just like he tried uh, tempting Eve. He's like, uh, you know, um, I can't even think where Jesus was at this time. But you see, uh, the devil. I think this is in Matthew, I want to say, but it's in one of the Gospels. The devil trying to tempt Jesus, you know, bow down and worship me and all this will be yours. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it, I I wonder about that. I'm like, really? Jesus knew. Did like the devil not really have a great understanding of who Jesus was? He knew the sin nature <laughs> of Adam and Eve. He got Eve to trip up. And by tripping up Eve, he got Adam to trip up. But... But against God, and I kind of wonder, did the devil really know? I don't think they really knew. Uh, because it says, uh, what, what is that scripture? Do you know what scripture I'm trying to think of? If they had known that it was uh, like the king of glory or whatever, they would not have. Do you know what scripture I'm talking about, Papa? I can't think of it right now. But it's now, um, it's it's being crucified. Um, yeah, they would not have crucified the king of glory or something like that. Um, let me try it. Let me try to find this first. I want, I want to do want to read this. It's a, uh, uh, crucifix. Let me go here. <laughs> Some last minute looking out. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, for oh, here it is. Uh, first Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. Uh, it says, uh, I'll, I'll just start from verse 6. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world, and to our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So, um, they do... That found though I'm, I'm still trying to find it that was uh first corinthians 2 uh 6 through 8 that i just read there that was way off first corinthians <laughs> um, but uh yeah um pilot or caesar that's referring to princes of darkness like spirits that's, yeah that's referring to Satan, little imps exactly Ooh, if we'd actually really knew what was going to happen with this, we never would have let him die. We never yeah, exactly. You know, when you first read that, you think, uh, Princes of this World, so, you know, you're thinking of royalty, you're thinking of who's in charge, you know, Pilate, maybe, all the way, um, the Roman Emperor at that time, I can't think of who it was at the time of, of this, but, uh, <laughs> no, it's actually talking about spiritual authority, um, spiritual authority or so much but uh you know the princes of this world you know the devil and his minions i guess you could call them <laughs> uh, they did not know god had this plan for salvation that he would provide himself the perfect lamb so that we could have a way out and the devil didn't know this and i think it's very obvious he did not know this when he was trying to tempt jesus i don't know he did not understand who jesus was he's like hey you know you're claiming to be this you know the, the messiah or whatever it's like 
okay, let me help you out. You know, if you just bow down and worship me, it's all yours. You know, I'll let, I'll, you know, I'll let you have it. No, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus knew exactly who he was. He's God manifested flesh. I mean, he has all power. That power that the devil has was given by Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the devil had no authority to even say those things. And that just shows like, no, Jesus was that last edit and he was not deceived and he didn't fall for it. And he said, you, you know, what does it say? Um, man, I'm kind of dropping the ball here. I should have had all these verses, but um, there's basically he says that there's only, you know, one God and him alone can you worship. So I think that's a great correlation. You know, the first, the first Adam messed up, you know, the first Adam wasn't deceived. Jesus wasn't deceived. Uh, first Adam experienced that knowledge of sin, of evil, of misery and pain from, you know, doing wrong. Jesus never experienced that. He had the opportunities. He was tempted. And I, I think we've said this before in previous podcasts that he endured probably uh, tons of temptations that all of us go through every day even more so uh, strongly than we even face them because he's God. I mean, when he carried that cross, it was just a, you know, a wooden, you know, tree that he was carrying on his back. It was the sins of the world, you know? Um, So that was, I mean, I thank God for that. That, I I love that correlation. The first Adam, the last Adam. The last Adam is the spiritual. um, And that's me bring that last verse i think uh probably also mentioned this but i'm gonna bring this verse let me pull it up real quick uh so i can read this and you can kind of see what i'm talking about here uh first corinthians 15 uh 45 i'll just read that you could read uh the verses before that to give you some more context but 1545 says and so it was written the first man adam was made a living soul the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. And before that, I'll actually read verse 44. Um, it was, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. So Adam was that natural body. Adam was that earthy body. And that, um, it's also mentioned later in 15, that uh, chapter 15 of first Corinthians. Um, uh, 1548 you can see as is the earthy such are they also that are earthy and as heavenly such are they also that are heavenly and as if we have and as can't read right now <laughs> as we have born the image of the earthy we shall also bear the image of the heavenly and it's all these comparisons between the first adam and the last adam the first adam was that natural man the earthy but that last adam was spiritual heavenly celestial uh, a quickening spirit uh, where we get the Holy Ghost and all that from. So I hope that that kind of helps you look at the fall of man in a kind of a new perspective, maybe that you hadn't really thought through the whole way. And maybe, you know, there's some things, because there's still things that, um, you know, maybe my dad or other preachers that I listen to, they'll mention, I'll be like, man, I never really thought about it that way. Um, so I hope that, you know, we make the points that maybe you hadn't thought about before that, you know, kind of, cast a new light on when you read that now in Genesis 2 and Genesis 3 um, that yeah it wasn't Eve I mean Eve did sin 
but it was not Eve that really committed the first sin. It was Adam, and we see that pretty clearly now. So uh, I think I finished making my points that I wanted to make, so I'll turn it back over to Pablo. Well, uh, that ironically enough, I have no more notes, so... <laughs> uh, Perfect. Start wrapping this up and uh, mention our surprise guest for next week. Mm. Are you done? What's that? Are you done? Uh, with my points, yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Then uh, yep. we are ending this year's podcast uh, season, season one. Uh, we had a very successful year. Uh, we have a whole 15 people who listen on average uh, to our podcast. Full 15. And then we've got people who listen every once in a while, which, I mean, I get it. Uh, we all get busy. We all have other things we listen to. We want to make sure we have time for everything. Uh, but I do appreciate everyone who's taken the time out of their day to listen to our ramblings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty okay. much where they are. <laughs> but we have a special Christmas episode planned for you guys. We have Brother Kilman, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Um, how I say it. <laughs> he is the Dean of Biblical Studies. If um, yeah. And he will be joining us on our podcast. We're going to post it on Christmas Eve. Uh, I'm trying to get him recorded before then because I, I don't want to keep him up on Christmas Eve because it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to do that. We'll be talking about the birth of Christ. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. It's Christmas time. What else would we really talk about at that point? Uh, right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I may have oh, yeah. questions for him than commentary. Uh, because one, I'm probably going to say something really weird. And two, he's the dean of biblical studies. He's He's got, he's, he knows what he's talking about at this point. Uh, if they were like, oh, yeah, you can be the dean of this whole section of our school, he's got to know at least something. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of something. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. He's the one who was able to get him in here. So I, I want to thank him for that. Uh, I was having some what we were going to do for a Christmas episode. And then he was like, hey, well, I mean, this guy said he could come on. I was like, <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys get excited for that. I'll make a post um, with me stalking his Instagram page. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and guys uh share it with your friends i'm excited for it um mm -hmm. and i'm excited for next year as well uh oh and i'm going to be going to placerville uh to visit with the thorsons and specifically, yeah. we may go live towards the end of the night or at some point in the day uh booked mm -hmm. a there so i'll be there all day uh well as much <laughs> as so that way you know to drive out there and do things. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to. I'm looking forward. That'll be on the 31st and the first. Uh, so if you guys want to tune in, we'll be doing that. Unless we're playing World of Warships, then we'll, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, true. <laughs> for next, what's in store for us? Um, but in the meantime, you guys have a great rest of your days or nights or whenever you're listening to this. And God mm -hmm. bless.